0: talk to you this morning about something very important. All of you uh, have some IT and uh, that's some informational technology that you need to unlock. How many of you have a mobile device? Where's your mobile device? You got a mobile device? Right, this mobile device is pretty amazing and I bet half of you don't even understand the information technology that's within this. I mean, it is packed, right? Some of you are using flip phones. I won't make fun of you. But anyways, I mean, consider this. This thing got me uh, to Newport Uh, last week. My wife and I, we were on vacation, and this thing linked up with a satellite somewhere out in space told me when to turn right, when to turn left. It wouldn't stop talking when I went to the restroom. And, And it talks to me and it tells me where i should go not only that i got to choose which particular music i wanted to listen to out of all the music that's out there i could hand pick listen to that or a podcast or a great preacher great teacher not only that i can video conference with someone across the world are you all using all this right i mean this is amazing informational it technology and the more I understand all these apps, I've got apps, I can play Scrabble too. And I can do, <laughs> I can order things and get meds. I can order and buy all sorts of things on Amazon. I've got a quick button to Amazon, as a matter of fact. And they know all my information too, that's scary. But it's, uh, I can also dictate into this thing. It'll write it out and I hit send. This information technology is amazing isn't it and the more you use it the more you are functioning in this world more precisely proficiently and and it's it's wonderful and so what i want to speak to you about with all this information technology is that you and i have an app downloaded into us that's better than any mobile device amen And Jesus said that he was going to go to the Father so that he could give some IT, some information technology into us that is going to be Holy Spirit IT, Holy Spirit information technology, that is going to hook you up with uh, uh, GPS, right? God positioning, spiritual directives, that is going to be personal. Now, my GPS is not personal. Because if it was, she'd be mad at me because I keep turning. I use a woman's voice because, you know, anyways, I don't need a guy telling me where to go. So she's very nice talking to me, but and instead of saying, don't turn there, she says, make a left and another left. That's a U-turn when you go wrong. But I've got a Holy Spirit who is actually personally involved in my life. And is grieved when I don't listen. And speaks and directs and declares where I should go. So I want to share with you this morning (coughs) how to unlock your information technology. As Christians, we are not using this technology that God has given us. That technology is the person of Christ himself dwelling in us. We are behaving as if we're in control of our lives we are moving as if we're directing our paths when what we have within us is a God-centered directive that personally speaks to us. And as Christians, it's time for us to unlock the wealth of information that we have. Unfortunately, through the last couple centuries, of theologians and scholars they have eliminated the miraculous they've eliminated the personal aspect of the Holy Spirit in believers lives and many churches and many believers don't believe you can hear from God they only believe that you got to read it in a book which they don't even take for all that it's worth but I am telling you that God downloaded his own self into you That you can partake of his divine nature, and we need to unlock, if you'll pardon the expression, that technology. If we will use all that God has given us. Amen? And so when Jesus was leaving, he said this to his disciples in 1 John. He said, I'm sorry, in John 16. He said this when he comes, he's referring to the Holy Spirit, he will prove the world to be in the wrong. About sin, righteousness, and judgment. There are three areas that the Holy Spirit is going to enlighten the world on. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. And then he goes on to explain those three categories. About sin, because people do not believe in me. So anyone who comes to Christ must come to the cross first. You must recognize that we are all sinners. You know, we're trying to win people to Jesus because he's a really nice guy. We're trying to win people to Jesus because he's like Santa Claus. He'll give you whatever you want. You can have all that you want. It'll be your best you ever. Just come to Jesus and he'll give you everything you need. And we don't talk about the sin that caused him to go to the cross and die for you and I. And the world doesn't understand. We don't want to accept Jesus. We don't want to accept the cross because it identifies us as sinners. The sooner you come to the cross and recognize your sin, you'll be ready to move on to the next point, and that is righteousness. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father. You see, Jesus died for our sins, and he brought the perfect sacrifice of his blood into the eternal throne room of God, the Father. And the Father justified that sacrifice for all sin. Making anyone who has accepted in Christ Jesus to be righteous before the throne of God. So the only way anyone can be right with God is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that is righteousness. And he puts then, eliminating sin because his blood atonement. He then puts his spirit of rightness, his right relationship with the Father into us you are immediately accepted by the father justified from your sin and adopted now as a child of God somebody say amen to that you are now the righteous of God you're in right relationship with him and he's going to put his spirit in you to then begin purging the sin that is latent, that is continuing in us, and that Holy Spirit's now going to identify it and bring right thinking into our understanding to live. Last of all, he did this about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Who's the prince of this world? Satan the God of this age, the God of this world, who blinds men's eyes and tempts them into sin so that they will perpetuate it. And so he says that God brought judgment on the devil. Did you know that? Do you know that the cross was victorious? There's a doctrine that says Jesus suffered in hell for three days at the hands of Satan. That is not true. That is a lie. Jesus said, it is finished The book of Colossians says that he made an open show of principalities and powers, disarming them by the cross. He defeated Satan on the cross. That's why he said, into thy hands I commit my spirit. He didn't go into hell defeated to be beaten and chained by the devil for three days. He went into hell to declare that he was victor and he was leading those captive into the throne room of God. And so the prince of this world's been judged already, and you, who are filled with his spirit and made right with God, are to go in to this world and execute judgment, not against other people, but against powers and rulers in dark places, tearing their strongholds down. Amen? That's what our mission is to get to work. We're so busy fighting other people that the enemy just keeps doing what he does. He's just telling Christians, yeah, work it, work it, work with my method. Yeah, go hate each other. Say nasty things. You think you're righteous in your indignation. You're fighting the wrong enemy. The enemy's in the principalities and powers. And what we're to do is release people and bring them free. So I just want to help you understand the technology that God has downloaded into you, information that is available to you and I that should be setting us free. Amen? And I believe, as I see it, I've been pastoring now for 30 years. Well, 35 before this church. 35 years I've been pastoring, and I see in people's lives an inadequate appropriation of what God has given us. That's a lot of big words. In other words, we ain't using what we got. We're not using what we got. And I'm telling you, you could overcome the sin that you're fighting with by the power of God within you. You could live a better life, not because of some psychological outlet, but because of the dunamis, resurrection power of God within you, illuminating your mind and understanding and defeating an enemy that is daily trying to buffet you and keep you down. He belongs under your feet. Amen. Jesus said he defeated sin because he went to the cross for us. He gives righteousness because he went to the father who received that sacrifice and sent the spirit. And he brings judgment against the devil because now you're a resurrected, empowered, spirit-filled believer bringing the kingdom to bear into planet earth. He said this concerning sin, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Our biggest issue is our flesh, not the devil. Everybody wants to blame the devil for your problem. As a believer, the devil belongs under your feet. Our biggest issue is our flesh. If you deal with the flesh, you won't get tempted. See, the only thing the devil can do is tempt you. He can't make you sin. Sin happens when we agree to do it. Sin happens when our own lust and desires conceive to say yes to the temptation. So the only thing the enemy can do is tempt us. But if I'm walking in the spirit, I will not be led into temptation. See, I love the Lord's Prayer because it says, lead us not into temptation. That's where sin has opportunity to begin. If I am walking in the spirit, he's not going to take me down the path of temptation. If I'm more concerned about whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is praiseworthy, whatsoever is excellent, whatsoever is good and kind, I won't be worrying about getting off on some flesh issue. Does that make sense to you? And I can disarm the enemy when I share my love for God. You've got to love God so much you hate sin. We have got to develop a hatred for the sin that so easily entangles us. And so we have to walk with the Spirit. Did you know that you need to do that every day? Crucify the flesh every day. Walk in the Spirit. I thought at some point I'd I'd be coasting by now. I thought at some point I'd have enough Holy Ghost power and everything in me that today I don't have to worry about a thing. I'm coasting. And every day I got to get my mind back in, saturated and baptized in the spirit, walking in the, in the favor of God, walking along in agreement, because at any point, how about you? Your flesh can get off An attitude springs up and a thought, where did that thought come from? Right? It's your flesh. You don't need to entertain it. You crucify it and you move on. And so, with sin, we have a power within us that alerts us to sin. You know, the Jews of the Old Testament did not have the indwelling Holy Spirit. So, they so easily sinned. We look at the Old Testament and go, Why didn't they saw all these things? Why didn't they follow God? Because they weren't born again. They didn't have a regenerated spirit. You do. They had to wait for the prophet to convict them. They had to wait for the next prophetic word that said, Israel, you did it again. You built idols. How many times are you going to build idols? Haven't you figured out this is wrong? But they get taken away by their flesh. But you have an immediate Holy Spirit that says, "Don't even think about it. Don't go there. Don't do this." How many of you have argued with that voice? All right, we got some honesty here, right? You know he's telling you. I don't think so. Don't. Mm-mm, no. Don't. Mm-mm, don't. I uh, please don't. Oh. All right. Let's recoup. Let's get back. Come on. Not again and he speaks to us, we have a built-in sensor, a built-in alarm, a built-in spirit of God that draws you and woos you and continually says, Abba, Daddy, Abba, Father, Abba, Daddy, you're my beloved, you're my love. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, amen? Now concerning rightness, He says this in John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all, what? Truth. Truth. He will guide you into truth. Now, he can't guide you if you're not walking with him. You gotta walk with him. And he's saying, what does it mean to guide? This way, come on, this way. He's walking with us. He's not making you do what is right because love cannot coerce. He wants you to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He wants you to agree. He wants you to demonstrate the love you have with God by deciding to choose Christ over the sin. Decide to choose Jesus over your own desires and flesh. And he'll guide you into some of the truth some of the time. Is that what that verse says? What does it say? All truth. Do you understand what we're equipped with? Do you, I don't think we comprehend the search engine, the, 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 the amount of RAM that's built into this thing, random access memory. I mean, God will pull up every Bible verse within you that you ever heard, and he'll speak it to you so you'll make a right decision. The operating system of the Holy Spirit is the same Spirit that created heaven and earth. That's in us. So, choosing rightly and having right mindsets and the right decision is built within us. So, what in the world's wrong with the church? We're not listening to what God has downloaded and put within us. Amen? Is that a fair assessment? It's time to unlock the information technology we have in the Holy Ghost. Amen? amen last of all judgment he says this in first john 3 8 the reason the son of god appeared was to destroy the works of the devil let me read to you the first part of that verse whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil's been sinning since the beginning because the reason the son of man son of god appeared was to destroy the works of the devil So he's saying, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So if there's people who are continuing to move in sin, they must be of the devil. So there's no room for the Christian to perpetually commit sin. We sin, we call it falling because it's not our heart's desire. It's not what we want, though we all choose to sin but it is overtaken us, the temptation. It is overtaken. It is not our normal practice. Your normal practice as a believer is righteousness, right thinking, right behavior. That's what you desire. That's what you crave. We do fall time to time, but the same writer of this, John said, we have, if we sin, little children, we have an advocate with the Father. But he says that The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. i got to ask you the question. Did he succeed? Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. At the cross he was successful. Now he wants to succeed in us. Every trap, every false belief, every lie the enemy's planted in you, the Holy Spirit is searching it out to root it out to identify it and to show us, destroy this thing. Get rid of it. But what we do is we go, oh, it's so cute. I've known it for so long. I remember this wound. Oh, it's so painful, this part. Oh, I, this lie has been in me for so long. I, oh, I can't just get rid of it. Kill it! Take it to the cross and kill it. It must be destroyed. The judgment against the enemy let's destroy i want you to go home today and i want you to pray over your household and i want you to begin thinking about your environment and thinking what am i letting of the devil into my house i'm going to destroy that work i don't want that in my house i don't want that on my phone there's some relationships you have that you need to destroy i'm not talking about hurting anybody (laughs) don't go don't go crazy here All right, get it right. Don't be hurting somebody else. But if you're in a relationship or friendship or connected with somebody that is leading you astray, you need to stop that relationship. Quickest way to stop it is win them to Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them how much you love Jesus. Either they'll come with you or they'll say, I'm out of here. (laughs) You've done the job. Let me conclude with this, brothers and sisters, kingdom information and technology, if we understand that our sin is taken care of by the blood of Jesus and that we've been made right with God and righteous and standing with him and that in judgment we're destroying the works of the devil, then we are now equipped to do what Jesus said he came to do. We are now equipped as Luke 4, 18 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's why he put his spirit in everyone here. Look at the size group we have here today, even with social distancing. I'm glad to see people coming back. Look what we can do in our culture, in our city, being filled with the Spirit of God. We can contend with sin, we can lead people in righteousness, and we can destroy the works of the devil, set people free, bring liberty, bring the truth, bring reality of the kingdom into this earth. Anybody with me? That's what God wants to do. You carry all of that in you. Unlock it. Unlock this spiritual information technology that is yours. Study hard. Present yourself to God. Pray and seek after Him, and He is going to use you mightily. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Stand up. Let me commission you for that. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for this company of believers, that Lord, your blood has cleansed the sins of these people. And if there is anyone here this morning who's never accepted the sacrifice of your blood i want to pray god that you would move upon them to come to know you that they would surrender and ask you to cleanse them of all unrighteousness and i thank you god that you've given us righteousness the very righteousness of jesus that we stand before you the father not condemned but we have peace with you everyone here is at rightness with god And I thank you, God, that you have made us warriors. There is an army standing in this room that is ready to destroy the works of the devil. We've seen what it has done in our lives. We've seen what it does to others. We've seen how it's destroyed and murdered and killed. It separates, and we're here on this planet to put an end to it and to bring the love of Christ Jesus to bear with everyone. And so, Father, I commission these, your people, children of God, now to set at liberty those captives to sin, to preach the gospel and preach righteousness, to set the captives free and recovery of the sight to the blind, and to tear down the strongholds of the enemy. And if you will receive this commission, would you say amen this morning?